Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour number two on a meet Friday. Ross Tucker in the big chair for the big man, Dan Patrick. Doesn't happen very often, but so fun. So cool to be on with each and every one of you. Want to welcome in all of the Fox Sports Radio affiliates all over the country. We are, of course, live on Peacock as well. And I love everybody that hits us up on social media at DP show on Twitter. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on pretty much any social media platform. Loving the engagement and interaction with you guys so far. A lot of people very opinionated as it relates to cookies. I also know a bunch of you check us out later on via podcast. Love that. I've got one of those as well. In case you guys are ever missing me when I'm not here on the DP show. It's called the Ross Tucker podcast. We got Tommy Curran coming up. In 20 minutes, NBC Sports Boston. Really two things to get to with Tommy, right? So number one, all the stuff going on with Bill Belichick and New England. I mean, you're talking about arguably or at least one of the best coaches of all time maybe parting ways right before he breaks the all-time record. This is historical stuff. And then also, Tom is one of the AP voters. So for all the awards that... The guys on your squad might be up for comeback player of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, MVP, all that stuff. We'll talk a little bit more with him about how the voting for that stuff works. By the way, the first ever streaming exclusive NFL playoff game is almost here, and Peacock is the only place to see it all. Don't miss any of the action on Wild Card Saturday. Stream the NFL Wild Card exclusive. January 13th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, only on Peacock. We've wrapped up hour number one. We just kind of dove into 
bonuses a little bit. And I was talking about a weight clause that a guy had. And again, I don't remember the exact science around a bod pod. Those of you, you can Google bod pod, but it's essentially this apparatus that you get in inside of and it can tell the density, right? It can tell what's fat and what's not fat on your body. And I had a teammate who had a very significant weight clause. But the weight clause was not just weight, it was weight or body fat percentage. Well, he wasn't going to make the weight. He, he was not going to make the weight. And it, it was like $500,000. So he got a roll of, I don't remember if it was quarters or pennies or nickels or what, but he got a roll of coins put them in like one of those rubber gloves <laughs> and then put a lot of lube on the rubber glove and stuck that roll of quarters where the sun don't shine. And I guess because it's so hard and there's no fat, but it adds weight, it was just enough for him to make the body fat threshold and lock in, I think it was 500 grand. Yes, Paulie. So someone advised that player, here's a tip on how to beat the body fat test. But someone at some point in history had to be the first guy to try that. Like, hey, man, I'm going to get my body fat checked, and for whatever reason, uh, I'm going to try this. Hey, you know, David's the first guy. Well, and by the way, that's also why there's no such thing as meaningless games this weekend, right? So, like, I know what you, I know what people mean when they say meaningless games. They mean don't have playoff implications. But even if you're, even if you take away the draft implications, you know, let's say the team's in the middle of the road, right? Or even like the Rams and Niners who have already clinched. For the guys playing in that game, it means a lot, especially for the teams, by the way, where there's going to be changes, right? Like, so you can look at this Carolina game against the Bucks and say, that game doesn't mean anything for Carolina. Oh, oh, yes, it does. Because I've been there, guys. If you're a Carolina Panther and you know they're getting a new head coach and maybe a new GM, you better play your you-know-what's off so that when the new head coach comes in, he keeps you. Or if he gets rid of you anyway, that you played well enough to go somewhere else. I've actually been in that situation. My first three years my head coach got fired, which is, by the way, one of the reasons why I was a journeyman and bounced around. 2001, Washington, Marty Schottenheimer. 2002, Campo, Dallas Cowboys. 2003, Greg Williams, Buffalo. I was like the original coach killer. Who was the coach killer? Latrell Sprewell? Who was called a coach killer? Was it Latrell, Marv? He was a coach choker. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I was like the original coach killer. So all I know is this. These games... They matter. Now, I once had a playing time bonus, so it really, really mattered. But it matters how you finish the season and how you perform. Paulie. And by the way, did you see the Patriots? I think they, Trent Brown, the offensive tackle, they made him a healthy scratch the other day so they don't have to pay him some type of big bonus. So I had a game, a teammate, true story. He had, again, it might have been a million bucks if he played whatever it was, 50% of the defensive snaps for the season. We're playing the last game of the year, and we're out of it, right? And the coach is likely to get fired. Every series when he came off, he had the inactive defensive lineman, the guy that was inactive for the game, had his cell phone and was texting with his wife 
because his wife was doing the math, was doing the calculation and tracking it. Now it's probably like you can just Google it. But back then, he knew they knew exactly how many snaps he had before the game. Second half, we're trailing. They start to take him out of the game. They start to limit his playing time. They knew about the incentive, and they didn't want to have to pay. Because remember this, too. And people could say, oh, that's not fair. That's not nice. Any dollar you pay a player goes against the salary cap. So whether it's incentive or not, 500 grand. So first of all, these are still businesses. They don't want to give out 500 grand or a million bucks. They don't have to, right? They're still businesses. And that's still a lot of money. Secondly, it goes against the cap and hurts their ability to be competitive the next year. So he's coming off every series, finding out where he's at, okay? They start to cut his playing time. He goes up to the head coach and is like, I know what you're doing. It's not okay. Put me in the darn game. By the way, the language might have been very different. We're on like 500 radio stations, not looking to not get invited back. So he says that. And the coach is like, listen, I got to do what they tell me to do. He says to the coach, you're getting fired anyway, and we all know it. Just put me in the game. And the coach is like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah. The coach kind of knew he was done anyway, and so he put him in the game, and the guy got the bonus. So based off that, there's a game this weekend. The Cowboys are at the Commanders. Commanders are playing for nothing. They're actually, it'd be better for the Commanders to lose this game. They're getting 13 points. The Cowboys are just playing to keep their playoff seating, but they need to win this for a playoff seating. But the Commanders uh, right now have the number two pick in the draft. Can you see a game like that going the opposite way because the Commanders, their coach is probably getting fired, Ron Rivera. Definitely. All the players on the team, especially the second-tier players, are playing for roster spots here or elsewhere next year. That's a game that shouldn't be close, but based off what you're saying, could be. You know who doesn't care about the Commanders' draft choice next year? Ron Rivera. It's like a Lovey Smith situation. Although, by the way, think about that. Think about everybody talking about how Lovey Smith blew it for the Texans. They didn't get the number one pick. They have to get the number two pick. They're not going to get Bryce Young. And think about how well that worked out for them. Now they've got C.J. Stroud, and they're playing tomorrow night for a chance to make the playoffs with C.J. Stroud as a rookie. And right now, it would be a huge upset if Bryce Young is ever better than C.J. Stroud. Because C.J. Stroud's like a top 10 quarterback, top 12. Bryce Young's a bottom five. That's a lot to overcome for a guy like Bryce Young. By the way, uh, yes, Marv. Sorry. Has there ever been a player that maybe got the start as after being a backup all season and they're saying to themselves or they might be saying to you in the locker room, I should be starting all season, and then they go out there and they actually ball out that last game of the year as a backup? Almost every guy thinks that. Almost every guy goes out there to prove that. It's one of the reasons why we have Chase Daniel on next hour is because he knows full well how important – these starts can be, especially for a quarterback. I mean, there's remember Matt Flynn? Matt Flynn, like, lit it up in the last game of the year because Aaron Rodgers, the, the Packers already clinched. Matt Flynn lit it up so much in that last game, the Seahawks gave him a big contract. But then they drafted Russell Wilson in the third round, and Matt Flynn never played, and all he does, I mean, but he got a lot of money. So I, I have one other thing that's uh, incentive story for you guys. This is, you guys ready for the best one? This is the best one, okay? Better than the lube and the, the thing? <laughs> better than the lube. Better than mine. Better than uh, the guy saying to the coach, put me in. There was a guy on the opponent, opposing team, okay? He had a sack bonus. And I, 
don't quote me on this, but it was like he got several hundred thousand dollars, like maybe five hundred or seven fifty, if he hit seven sacks for the season. He came into the last game with five and a half. He happened to be buddies with our center. Okay? So he said to our center, yo, tell the guys. I think he was joking, but I'm not sure. Tell the guys I'm paying 50 grand per sack. Like joking around, I think. So then the center came into us and was like, yo, I talked to so-and-so. He needs a sack and a half to hit his sack bonus. He says he's paying 50 grand per sack. And we all kind of laughed. But then the center was like, he might be serious. And we all had the exact same reaction. Check with me in the fourth quarter, depending on how the game's going. <laughs> wait, wait till the fourth quarter, and then we'll see how things are going. But that's one you can't do unless there's like a signed contract. But that I thought was hilarious that he told the opposing offensive line he's given out 50 grand per sack. Yes, Paul. There's that great NFL Network clip. I think it's Brady and Gronkowski, and Gronkowski needs one more catch for, I think it's 500,000, something like that. And he tells Brady and Huddle, and he goes, hey, real quick. And so Brady calls this play and just points to Robbie. He goes, go to the flat, go to the flat. And it's the game was over. They were just finishing up a game. They were supposed to run the ball on the play. The call, the signal in play was a run. He called a play to the flat, threw it to Gronk, and Gronk goes to the sideline. He goes, yeah, I made 500000 on that catch. That is unbelievable. And, and all the audios out there, like he tells Brady right in the huddle. Brady goes, yeah, no sweat. And by the way, they can't, they can't give you, like if you come close and don't get it, they can't just give it to you anyway. They have to they have to redo your contract. Because a lot of times people are like, oh, he got so close. Just give it to him anyway. No, no, no. They, they can't give it to you if it's not in your contract. So if you ever hear them say they gave a guy a bonus anyway, they redid his contract to give him that money. Seton? Are football teams, uh, like, budgetary-wise struggling? No. Are they, like, just scraping by? Or, like, are they in the red? Or no, are they just are not they even doing, close. So the owners are just doing this to be... Just doing sound what? Uh, like what the way that I look at it as someone who's usually pro worker. Yeah, of course. Uh, like all these players are getting ripped off. Ripped off in what way? That they have incentives at all, or that the team tries to prevent them from getting the incentives? That the team will the team usually forces the incentives into their contract and be like, hey, it's only this much, but with incentives, it's going to be that much. And then when they get right to that threshold of incentives, they deliberately don't play them to get that money. Well, that's the, when it really gets dicey. Teams have the money. They're just choose, owners are choosing to not give it to the players. Well, so listen, there's a negotiation for everything. And I think, you know, like for me, I'll give you an example. In 2004, I signed a three year extension with the Buffalo Bills, okay, as a restricted free agent. The salary Seton paid me as like a high end backup, but I had $350,000 in playing time bonus each year, which paid me as kind of like a below-average starter. So it was actually kind of fair, right? Like, if I'm just the backup, then I get paid as a high-end backup. But if I start and I play 80% of the snaps, I get paid closer to the league average for a starting guard. Which, by the way, 2004, I'll never forget this, we're playing the Steelers in the last game. I'm going to hit it. Like, I'm going to get it but I have a herniated disc in my back. So I'm taking 
two Laura tabs, two flexor rolls, and I'm getting a shot of Tordal in my butt before every game the last four games because I wanted that 350. I mean, that's a lot of money. And so we lost the game and we weren't going to be able to make the playoffs. So I was upset about that. But after the game, I walk out and I see my fiance and my father-in-law and they both gave me a huge hug because they knew kind of what I'd been putting myself and my body through for them. Like my father-in-law, that was, I think, the first time my father-in-law hugged me because he knew, like, I went through some you-know-what to get that money for myself and my wife. Paulie? There's a handful of quarterbacks this weekend that will make bonuses if their teams make the playoffs. Baker Mayfield gets a $1 million if they make the playoffs, wow. and he's the starting quarterback who causes it, like winning this weekend. He also gets $250,000 per playoff win. Jordan Love gets $1.5 million. When he's not making that much um, if the Packers make the playoffs. Geno Smith gets $2 million if the Seahawks make the playoffs. Those are the bigger ones. So, so Seton, that's a way for the teams, I would say, in that instance, to reward the guys if they perform sort of above expectation, right? Like the Bucks weren't supposed to make the playoffs this year. So, and that was probably the best deal Baker could get anywhere was whatever the Bucks were offering. But that was a way to incentivize him and reward him. That is, I'm fine with that. Yeah, of course. What the issue is incentive it, when it's actually an incentive, right? The issue is if they try, if you have, there are some teams that have a culture of wanting to help guys hit their incentives. There are some teams that it seems pretty clear they don't want the guy to hit the incentive, which right. I think is what you're talking about. That is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I obviously I wouldn't be against Baker Mayfield getting a million dollars if he leads his team to the playoffs. Anybody who's against that is that would be absurd. Yeah, like the opposite. Trent Brown, the offensive tackle, he did not start last week. He was a, a, not on the injury report, and he was was a scratch. He lost $750,000 in incentives. There's multiple reports around Boston that he was a handful all season, and Belichick, and because who's he's in charge of it, who starts and who gets paid, said, all right, well, here's payback time, and you'll, we'll sit you down. Well, the other thing that's weird to me about that is there's a lot of guys that have Pro Bowl bonuses, and that's the thing that's, like, voted on. So that's a, that's a strange thing, that something that's voted on is something that, you know, you can have as your bonus. Because that's a whole other conversation at some point, which is, you know, how players vote for the Pro Bowl. I think it's different than people realize. It's not like every guy sits there with a ballot and fills out for each guy. Like, when we, when we were voting for it, the O-line was responsible for the D-line and the middle linebacker. And then all 60 guys on the team, whoever we decided, like, we would discuss it. Whoever we decided was the people we were voting for, those guys got 60 votes from every guy on the team, which we thought was the best way to go about it. Anyway, let's talk about these awards a little bit because they have to vote on them next week before the playoffs even start. Tom Curran is one of the AP voters, so we'll ask him about that, and we'll ask him how this is all going to go down with Belichick and the Patriots. 18 minutes past the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, 
and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The fully electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is innovation on a magnificent scale. Available with the epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQS. Sitting in this chair is all electric. Anytime I get a chance to fill in for Dan Patrick, Ross Tucker with you guys until noon Eastern time here on a Meet Friday. Meathead James Vanderbeek. We'll get into that a little bit later. Right now, we've got my guy Tom Curran from NBC Sports Boston. Two very important topics to get to with Tom. Tom, always great to see you. Great to talk with you. Let's start with the awards because you are one of the, I don't know, is it 50 or whatever, AP 50. voters, 50 AP voters. When are the are the awards due? Like, when do you have to get your vote in? A, the All-Pro is due Monday at 5, and the awards are due Wednesday at 5. Different format for the awards this year, too, Russ, because we're voting kind of in a in a 
one through five points value as opposed to just saying this is my player of the year, this is my MVP. Now it's staggered. I can vote for one, two, three, four, five for MVP, so there'll be a point system involved, which is an interesting way to do it, and I think it's a great way to do it. I think it's a much better way to do it, don't you? Because, I mean, there might be a guy that gets a bunch of second-place votes or whatever, and other guys get some first-place votes, but then other people don't think they're as good for a certain award. That's that's a more reasonable mathematical way to go about it. Yeah, and I remember, you know, we'll have the conversation forever about whether the quarterback should always be the MVP. I do tend to always err on the side of the quarterback because he handles the ball on every single play. He makes a decision. He holds the fortunes of the teams in his hand. He gets teams in and out of plays. He has to be the franchise hood ornament. So you have to be beyond exceptional to unseat a quarterback. But then you also, you know, I guess the obvious is Christian McCaffrey versus Lamar Jackson. Or even throw in CeeDee Lamb for the hell of it. Those three guys look to me, or Miles Garrett. You got four guys who could all be. You can make a case for each one in one way or another. So but at if, least this way, you get to throw it at each guy somehow. Right. So if they asked you your opinion, would you want to wait till after the playoffs are over for these oh. awards? You know what? It's really an opportunity missed by the NFL to not have a playoff type MVP, like you know how they do an all tournament team in the NCAA's. Um, My point, Tom, is like, let's say you're torn on coach of the year between Kevin Stefanski and whoever wins the Texans-Colts game tomorrow night, right? Yep. Well, like, if the Browns go to the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game, it would be stupid if it was like Steichen was the coach of the year. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like the playoffs matter. And for defensive player of the year and for – it's, I think it's weird, and I understand why the vote is before the playoffs – but what we remember the most about a season is what happens in the playoffs. So to vote for the awards before the most important games happen, the games that we remember, it kind of skews things when we then think, wait a minute, that guy didn't win MVP or that guy wasn't Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, Micah Parsons had seven sacks in those two playoff you're right. games. You know? uh, you're know, you 100% right. And it's interesting because those are the games, like you'll look at, for instance, I've made the case that at least Julian Edelman should be spoken about in a Hall of Fame conversation. People go, he's never, he was never a pro bowler. He's never an all pro. And you say, you're right. You're exactly right. And those are the standards by which Hall of Fame voting is done to a large extent. You don't even get there if you don't have those things. But he's the second all-time leading receiver in the playoffs. And the number of memorable plays that he's made in Super Bowls and AFC Championship games should make him a fabric of the history of the NFL. Again, I'm not making a Hall of Fame case for Julian Edelman, but at least a consideration because those are the those are the more important games than the you know a December game between you know the Titans and the Panthers. I mean, whatever somebody goes off in that game, big deal. You go off in February, that's a big deal. So then, my other question would be like, let's say for example, Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, yes, I don't think Miles Garrett's going to play on Sunday for the Browns against the Bengals. I do think Micah Parsons plays against the Commanders. So, how will you factor it in? If Micah Parsons has three sacks against the Commanders, but Garrett didn't play, I mean, is that a knock on Garrett? Uh, does it only help Parsons? Like, how do you how do you deviate between those two? Yeah, that's funny because like, would I do that with the Week Ten matchups and compare the teams that they were going against in that one, and and go back and compare week to week? Who do they go against? Who do they play? Or do I look at the the body of work in games that mattered and say, okay? 
you have the best player on a defense that has carried a team to the playoffs and is already there. And I think that I would, again, I'm going to spend more time on it, but I would lean towards Miles Garrett in that sense. Now, you're a voter too, right? No, I'm not. Oh, I thought you were. No, if I, I was, a, if I was a voter, I wouldn't have brought you in. I would have just said all this stuff myself. Good point by you. <laughs> Good point by you. No. What would you what would you do with your um what would you do with your coach of the year vote? And should oh, I, I think it's I think it's Kevin Stefanski. Should quarterbacks get the benefit of the doubt that we tend to give them as MVPs? I feel really strongly that that you give twenty five percent weight to playing that position. Yeah, I think it's that valuable. I mean, and honestly, you know, even like when you talk to like guys about betting in sports books, other players don't move the line, the betting line, nearly as much as quarterbacks, which if we're talking value, if we're talking how many points they make a difference in the outcome of games, as great as McCaffrey is, you know, it, it's just very difficult when you compare it to a quarterback. I have a question for you. What do they tell you guys about comeback player of the year because that is such a weird award and it's like well i don't know i guess brock purdy came back from elbow surgery and joe flacco came back from retirement or the couch and you know damar hamlin came back from obviously that horrific uh tragic almost tragic incident like i don't know how you're comparing these guys because it's like three different animals yeah it's completely you know subjective and with DeMar Hamlin, has his have his contributions to the Bills been the same that Baker Mayfield's or Joe Flacco's were? Certainly not. Was his situation miles and miles and galaxies more dire than theirs? And the point to which he came back, he traveled a further road. Yeah, he definitely did. So are we talking about the impact made and the place that you started at as that's a breathtaking comeback or production on the field? So there's no guidance given. It's a subjective measure. And I think that that is just a great conversation point, too, as to what would you use as a fan? Because there's no way to measure it. What would you use as a fan to measure um, the comeback? What would you say? Uh, well, I think you got to perform on the field. I think it's not just coming back from something. I think you have to then take it on. I mean, awards are supposed to be for accomplishments on the field, not just getting back. I feel like Hamlin's like in a different category. It's, know. you know what I mean? It's, uh, it makes it tough. We're talking with my buddy Tom Curran, NBC Sports Boston, and he's got a perfect backdrop, which lets you know that he's the host of the Patriots Talk podcast which is awesome. Let's get into that, by the way, Tom. I, you probably I, Here's my first question. On a daily basis, how many people ask you what's going to happen with Belichick? When you walk around, when you're anywhere in your life, you go to the mall, do people still mm-hmm. go to malls, whatever. Wherever you go, when you're around family, how many times a day do you think someone asks you what's going to happen with Belichick? I would say the percentage of people asking me in a setting in which the gym, <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, I would say it's really close to, uh, Bob, it's a percentage, call it 70%. What's going to happen? What's going to happen with Bill? 
So what, what do you? Do? So so typically, do you go and get the donuts and coffee before you work out or after you work out? That's gonna be uh It's just gonna be a coffee <laughs> first off. We're not gonna go with the donuts. We're gonna get the coffee early. And we're gonna work out later. But in the course of the conversation, I, I say what I'll tell you what I say. They made a decision. Can Bill wriggle off the hook? Can Bill somehow be persuasive enough in a meeting at the end of the season for the crafts to change their minds and say, you know what, let's run it back. Look, the, the circumstances don't lend themselves right now to us moving on. Because, Ross, that's, that's the crux of it. As I reported you know, in mid-December, at that juncture, after they had come out of Germany, not because of the game in Germany and the loss to the Indianapolis Colts, but at that point, conversations I had indicated strongly that the Patriots were going to part ways with Bill at the end of the season, and a decision had been made. Has he done enough in the five weeks since to change it, or as ownership scrutinizes the situation, do they say, are we setting ourselves up to be a better team next year? Is this what's good for the football team? And that's a question that I think they certainly have to answer before they make the ultimate decision on Bill and actually follow through with it. So you can make a decision. You and I can both decide to you know, jump off a cliff. But if we both get to that cliff, I go, Ross, it's pretty hot. It's kind of windy. Do you want it to come back tomorrow when it's less windy? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think he definitely wants to be back? Every indication I've gotten from folks uh, reporting on it have, has indicated that he does. Okay, because I, I didn't know if maybe he was ready to go to the Chargers or go somewhere else and try to try to win and 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 break this record sooner. Yeah, but the interesting thing, and I spoke to somebody on the staff uh, yesterday. They said one of the most remarkable things about this has been Bill's consistency. He has shown not one inkling of drama. He hasn't blinked a bit. He hasn't mentioned it. The staff is completely in the dark, and given the Kraft family has not yet spoken with Bill Belichick, our buddy Mike Reese reporting that Monday is when the conversation will take place, Bill's in the dark. So as of this time, there's no conversation held, which to me, it seems really hard, Ross, doesn't it, to sit down on Monday and start trying to figure out how the best way to move forward is if you're going to keep Bill. You agree with me? Absolutely. If they were going to keep him, they would already be talking about off-season plans and stuff like that. Let me ask you this, Tom. What would be his argument? Like, pretend I'm Robert Kraft and you're Bill Belichick, and we sit down and I say, "Bill, I think I think we're going to move on." Like, try to try to sell me on on your Bill Belichick. Try to sell me on why I should keep you. Perfect. It look. It's been one season. Okay. We were 8-9. and nine. I kind of thought we were heading in the right direction with Matt last year. You didn't. Mac Jones was playing well at the end of the year. Well, you wanted to switch at offensive coordinator, and I love Bill O'Brien, so I said, all right, let's make that switch. In the end, Mac regressed. We had injuries. We had Cole Strange out. We had Michael Wenu out. We had uh, our right tackles, who I signed in free agency. Neither of them were able to get on the field, period. So our offensive line was in disrepair, so we weren't able to protect Mac, and as a result – his decision-making really ended up being pretty bad. So we were victimized by injuries. But if you look, Robert, you look at our defensive side of the ball, we lost Matt Judon and Christian Gonzalez, our two best defenders. And we are one of the best teams in the league defensively. And if it wasn't for the turnovers and if it wasn't for the mistakes, we would be fine. Now we got a quarterback, heavy draft, we got a top-five pick, we got $68 million worth of cap space. 
Don't you want somebody who's experienced at the point of the spear here making these decisions? I can take care of this. It's There's circumstances that injected themselves into this year that made it this way. But, so don't talk to me about the Brady decision. Don't talk to me about the money that we spent in free agency two years ago. Don't talk to me about all the draft picks we've missed. Robert, you know and I know that I'm the greatest coach of all time, and I stand on that. But, Bill, <laughs> it's not a one-year thing. It's been three out of the last four years, and you're the guy in charge of everything. So – why would your backup quarterback be a guy that you were willing to cut and put on the practice squad in Bailey Zappi? You could have given yourself a better option there in case Mac Jones faltered. Yeah, you got me on that one. <laughs> I mean, Joe, I mean, look, look at Joe Flacco. He's standing out there. He's minding his own business. We certainly could have brought him in in August and not have to have suffered through Mac. You know what's interesting, yeah. Tom, by the way? And, and you, I don't know how often you go on stations in other cities. Mm -hmm. The thing that's most interesting to me, do you know that these other cities, they don't want him? Yeah, you know, like, in other words, I've been on in D.C., and I said, I think there's a decent chance you guys get Belichick because I think Josh Harris will, you know, he's a hedge fund guy. It's buying low, buying Belichick low, and it gives credibility. And he's like, we don't want him. I'm like, what do you mean? They, they estimated 10% of Washington football fans would want Belichick. Then I'm on in Charlotte, and I thought, I can see Tepper doing that. Tepper sure. needs some credibility. Tepper needs a guy like this. They don't want him down there either. And maybe it's just short attention span, and maybe if they hired him, Tom, they would feel differently. But I was blown away how many of these fan bases don't seem to want – like, it, it would not be a slam dunk – home run, people excited about a hire because of and what I've happened said, this year. I've said the same thing, you know, beginning when the speculation was was hot or began to warm up. I said, I don't know if people are going to be lining up for Bill Belichick, and people in our market said, you're crazy. There's definitely going to be people. And I've actually moved off of that stance, given after my report how many people said teams will line up. But I think fans who say, I don't think I want that guy, are looking at the draft history, are looking at the offense and saying it's an offensive league and they're scoring 10 points a game. And the reason they're scoring 10 points a game isn't because of Bill O'Brien. And it's not totally because of Mac Jones. It's because of the totality of the decisions made on the offensive side of the ball. Jacoby Myers is going off on another 70-catch season for 700 yards. And the Patriots said, no, we don't want him. Give us Juju. The guy's right in front of you and you don't want him. Tom Brady's right in front of you. And you're trying to move him out the door, and you finally get him out, and he goes and wins a Super Bowl. So to me, Ross, you were here when the Patriots were an outstanding team. Bill's involvement with offense and his ability, his ability to cultivate offense has always been propped up, helped, aided by very able assistant coaches, whether it be your line coach here, Dante Scarnecchi, or the offensive coordinator. And I think that's where the – the rubber meets the road for Bill's next spot. So there's a strong possibility, Tom, this is his last game there and last press conference. Will you miss him and his press conferences? Or if you're being honest, will you be glad he's gone? Oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely miss him, Russ. Definitely. I mean, it's if, if it comes to pass, it's 24 years of covering the guy. I was here when he was here in 2000. We had a lot of good times in press conferences, a lot of laughs, even conversations on the phone and in person away from the stadium. So it's been a good relationship. It's just that's where the, you know, 
being at cross purposes exists with being a media person who does analysis as well as information gathering. You have to analyze the direction of the team and opinionize on, well, why are they the way they are? So that is going to end up fracturing a relationship. If I keep saying, look, Bill has run this team kind of into a ditch and it's smoking and you have to make a decision to move on. Um, that's the job to look at it objectively, but certainly the, what the, you know, what he has meant to this region, the success I've had in this business and the number of times I've been on Dan Patrick is thanks in large part to the fact I covered a team that he was at the front of and helped to make as good as it was. So it's been helpful for me, obviously. It's a really, really good point, Tom. Always great to talk with you, man. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Absolutely. There he is, Tom Curran, NBC Sports Boston. we got a bunch of football questions to get to when we come back. 43 minutes past the hour. It's the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Smoked baby back ribs. Brats with mustard bar. Green chili mac and cheese. That 
Is the Meat Friday menu according to one Pauly Pabst? I'm, look at me. I'm, if you're not watching on Peacock, you can't see, but I am salivating like Pavlov's dog right here. Just even saying those, because I haven't really eaten anything. I've had a banana so far this morning. So like that, that is going to be, so here's the plan. During the last commercial break, I'm going to crush some baby back ribs quick because that's not that's not a drivable that's not an edible item while you're driving right but the brats are what do you think about putting this in a car you know like a you know when you're on, on that, like the exit row of an airplane and you don't have the normal seat back fold down thing to put your food on yeah and they have that little fold up thing yeah, yeah, that yeah, comes yeah, from yeah. the armrest yeah what if in the armrest of a car like an SUV they had a fold up fold out tray so Let's not kid each other. People eat when they drive. So instead of having to hold it and having one hand, you could drive with two hands and then occasionally take a bite of said burger. I think that's genius. By the way, when I was out in Arizona for the Cardinals-Ravens game, they had cars with no drivers. That's like a thing. Like Uber. There was car. You could get an Uber with no driver. That's happening already. Yes. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? That's a real thing. That was happening. People, I'm sure you can hit me up on social media at Ross Tucker NFL or hit up the guys at DP show, but I'm pretty sure the driverless cars, that's a thing for Uber. Because when you pulled up the Uber, you could pick whether you wanted a driver or not. Who do you flip off if you get cut off by one of these cars? Do you just give a dirty look and there's nobody there? I don't know. By the way, did you guys see our guy Wemby last night? No chance I'm going to try to pronounce his last name, but he was awesome. In fact, let's do stat of the day for Wemby last night. So here's what I think is so cool about this. Wemby had five blocks last night against Giannis and the Bucks. He's averaging 3.2 block shots per game. He's on pace to be the first rookie to average at least three block shots per game since Shaquille O'Neal and Alonzo Mourning both averaged 3.5 blocks per game in 92-93. So what's interesting to you guys about that? The fact that the same year, two guys averaged three exactly 3.5, morning and Shaq, and that nobody's been able to do that since? Kind of interesting, right? Like 30 years, dude. 30 years. And Victor, he only plays like 24 minutes a game. When he's up to like 34 minutes a game, where will his stats be? I think he played 26 minutes last night. Here's my question about, so you're going by Victor. I'm going by Wemby. Does anybody know actually how to say his last name? Wembanyama. 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 That sounds like Wembanyama, man. I'm not not even 100% sure I'm right, but I think it's Wemban, like Banyama. Right. Like Banyama. Wemban. Wembanyama. My name is Ban. Wemban. Right, all right. Yama. Do you think 50 years from now, there will be like 10 
Wemby's? Like 50 years from now, because I heard last night Reggie Miller call, uh, was all with my guy Kevin Harlan, called him a unicorn, and right now he is a unicorn. But like, the way things evolve, 50 years from now, will there be four or five seven-foot-four dudes that are skilled like that? Will any of us still be alive 50 years from now to actually see that happen? Maybe, maybe we'll take odds on that when we come back. Meet Friday might not be the ideal day to have this discussion. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.